Good morning and welcome to the show once again. Good to be back with you Saturday morning talking real estate. Uh, no doubt the you know the COVID-19 pandemic is really reshaping the way our world is interconnected and how we do business and how we live our lives and property of course is no exception. One of the major asset classes. Um, Tim Lawless from CoreLogic joins me um, as he did last week. A wonderful insight into the market. Tim, thanks again for your time. Kevin. I was uh, taken by, and I'd like to re- just talk quickly about your early market indicators report, which came out during the week. An interesting insight, and I think, if anything, is one of the best reports for letting us know where we're going, what it's likely to be like in a few months' time. So we might just go into that and also some of the recent activities, Tim. But pre-listing activity, I know that that's something that CoreLogic monitors, and this is agents doing this competitive market analysis. Yeah, so the pre-listing activity is essentially monitoring uh, real estate agent activity and, and how busy they are uh, generating reports to prepare properties for sale. So IP Data has about a 75% share of, of real estate agents using uh, that platform. So it's virtually a real-time view on, on how uh, active the sector is and how many properties are being prepared to enter the market. So the news historically, at least uh, since since late March, has been pretty glum. Real estate agent activity was down about 60% compared to a year ago, highlighting how tough that sector had been. Coming in after Easter, we did see uh, a bit of a pickup in, in agent activity. But the last couple of weeks, it's been a much more consistent improvement. In fact, the last uh, week, just looking at a sort of seven-day uh, change, uh, activity across the sector is up about 11%. And you can see that uh, very specifically in some of the states that earlier started to relax their uh, their, their um, social distancing policies specific to housing. So it started in WA and then it spread into New South Wales, and now we're seeing a lift in in Queensland and other markets around agent activity, which does imply that uh, we probably will see some more properties uh, coming on the marketplace in terms of new listings. Interesting when you look at the comparison in your graph, um, you show 2019, 2020, and we see that big dip that happened what late part of April last year. That was Easter. So last oh, okay. year, Easter was nine days later. So the Easter dip this year was uh, was a little bit later than the previous year. So a year-on-year comparison becomes a little bit harder during that Easter period. But now we're, we're well out of that, uh, that comparison period and we can see that uh, um, agent activity is still well down from a year ago. It's down about 30% actually. It's, uh, it, that, that gap is starting to narrow. Let's have a look at newly listed properties, which sort of lags a, a little bit behind the, the pre-listing activity. So we are seeing uh, generally new listings coming onto the marketplace uh, are generally very low. Uh, over the past week, we've seen for sale listings take a little bit of a lift. They're up about 12% compared to the previous week. But comparing back to the same time a year ago, uh, new listing numbers coming to the marketplace are down by nearly 40%. So it does highlight that uh, you know we saw that, that plunge in real estate agent activity pre-Easter. That resulted in uh, a real sharp fall in new listings coming on the market. It seems to have stabilized over the past couple of weeks and is now just starting to tick a little bit higher. As you'd expect, we're probably seeing now vendor confidence is improving thanks to the fact that they can hold open homes, they can hold an on-site auction, and we've even broadly seen consumer sentiment uh, lifting over the past six weeks as well which is probably flowing through now to better sentiment as well for home buyers and sellers. Yeah, really interesting too to see mortgage activity um, almost parallel uh, 2020, uh, 2020 to 2019, Tim. 
Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. So mortgage activity tracks the number of valuations being conducted across Valex, which is a platform that accounts for around about 85% of bank valuation instructions. So it's, it's a really good real-time view on mortgage-related activity. So what we're seeing in those valuation numbers is it's being held up quite nicely by a huge amount of refinancing activity going on. Uh, that's simply mortgagors looking around for the best deal. Uh, uh, mortgage brokers shopping around for the best deal and the best valuation as well, whereas valuations for the purchase of property is still under some downwards pressure, um, well below where it was a year ago. So I think a bit of a bit of a false um, outcome in, in that graph in many ways, in that it's being held up quite nicely by a lot of refinancing activity. Yes, but valuations for purchasing properties is relatively low. Yeah, if you're looking at refinancing, uh, that's uh, a. a- well, somewhat of a huge lift, isn't it? 73.51% of all refinancing, of all financing is refinancing as opposed to purchasing. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a funny way to look at it. So that, about 75% of the activity across that platform is refinance related, whereas in reality, refinancing only comprises about 35% of mortgage activity. So it really highlights there's a lot of shopping around yes. by mortgage brokers on the platform. But you can see in the year-on-year change, refi activity is up about 40% compared to last year, whereas uh, we're seeing valuations for the purchase is down about 19% compared to last year. So a big difference. Yeah, during the week too, a bit more fuel to the fire of a conversation you and I had last week about a potential 30% drop in real estate values. Um, ComBank, I think, coming out during the week, you mentioned, uh, and that was a part of their worst case scenario, which of course everyone's going to grab onto and, and want to talk about, Tim. Yeah, so, so CBA did release their, uh, their quarterly results on Wednesday this week. And uh, part of that, that, uh, that presentation from the CEO and that comment was around their views on, on the economic outcomes and uh, that, that included a housing price forecast. Their base case, which seems pretty mainstream, was that housing values will probably see about an 11% fall. But of course, the media did jump on uh, their worst case scenario, which was predicated that uh, next year we'd still see GDP growth negative that we'd see unemployment holding up around the 8.5% mark in 2021. And under that scenario, they were suggesting a 32% decline in housing values. So it certainly wasn't the base case, and uh, it does align with uh, some other sort of worst-case scenarios that um, have been suggested in the marketplace, which, which don't seem to be at the moment any chance of playing out. Okay, well, we'll keep a close eye on this, Tim. Thanks for, for your insight and, of course, that report available from... Um CoreLogic RP data. Tim, thanks for your time. Thanks, Kevin. Good to chat.